calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hi, welcome to Scam Wow. I'm Caitlin Brotnick. I'm your host. You love scams, I love scams, we love scams. Welcome back, guys. So happy to have another episode with all of you. And thank you so much for listening. This is, many people have written to say thank you so much during COVID or during unemployment or during trauma with my family issues, anything. You know, we've been listening to Scam Wellness Helped Us. But you guys, I need this as much as you write to me that you need it because it, it's just incredible. I'm obsessed with you guys. I love you so much. And I am so grateful. We've gotten some wonderful responses from our mailbag that my sister was on. And I have one more email that I was waiting to read. And I'm happy she gets to be on her own episode. This is from a wonderful listener named Casey. And Casey basically talked about everything we covered in the mailbag episode in her own email to me, which is so nice. And she's so honest. And I think... What we've been talking about mainly with ScamWow, with cons, with our own struggles is that we're all just, 
basically we're just human trying to do the best we can. And either whether you're getting conned or you're conning yourself or you're making mistakes, the more that we can talk about it, the better it feels for all of us. So I'm going to read this amazing email from Casey. She said, hi, Caitlin. Before anything, I have to say a huge thank you for episode 143 and trusting us with your story because, girl, same. Seriously, so many similarities from the age of our kids to our underlying impulses or our gluten sensitivities. <laughs> so for good reason, I am not allowed a credit card. My ADHD goes wild and my impulse to control is bad. I do, however, have access to a line of credit connected to my husband and my joint bank account. When COVID hit, our son was six months old and I was navigating postpartum depression and a huge career shift that allowed me to stay home with him, which is what I wanted, but I wasn't prepared for the roller coaster of finding freelance writing gigs or the crushing loneliness that comes from being a stay-at-home mom. Can we all agree that Cocomelon is the worst? Yeah, Cocomelon, so annoying. And that one fucking song, it's like, everybody's happy and the mom just has to, whatever. I hate Coco Melon. Google it. It's a children's show and learn how you should hate it too. Okay. She writes, my husband is the creative director for the Vegas Golden Knights. That's awesome. Obviously, professional sports went on hiatus in 2020. He was stressed. I was sham-wowing his stress and avoiding admitting that I was struggling with PPD. Of course, I love dealing with my husband's stress and not my own. She writes, and so I bought three succulents. My goal was to beautify the little corner in our living room where my fold-out desk and laptop sit so I could feel less guilty about shifting focus to work from my baby. And it snowballed. Admittedly, my ADHD led to a hyperfixation on the plants because the much-needed dopamine release it gave me. It's Started with the Home Depot plants, but the plant community sucks you in until you're communicating with someone in literal Indonesia about shipping and importing plants and applying for an import permit. She wrote, I literally have one. This is exactly what we were talking about in our last, in our last episode that you sort of one or two plants here, then you get involved in a community. It's like an MLM. <laughs> She writes, I felt like I had it under control until my mom tried to commit suicide March 2021, which landed her in the ICU. I'm so sorry. After a month of triaging her life and realizing what a wreck she was emotionally, financially, and logistically, my plant spending exploded. That completely is fair. If you're interested in doing an episode on plant scams and how it sucks you in, I'm your girl. I paid $200 for a seed one time. Inherent risk, international importing issues, legality, private sellers, it's a blast. So now, again, I'm so sorry about dealing with that case with your mother. There is so much there and so much happening. And I'm sure you, while you're dealing with your own family struggles, we're trying to also, it's just, it's incredible and you're so strong. Thank you for letting us know. She writes, so the problem came with the Facebook buy slash sell slash trade groups. Aside from buyer beware, in the traditional sense, you lose sight of how much you're spending. Fellow plant people will list a couple dozen plants, seeds, seedslings, etc. for hard to find fancy, quote, status plants. And it's first come, first served. The first person to comment sold gets it. 
And with the surge of houseplants and hobbyists from COVID, the prices were all over the place. The trick is you start thinking that a plant is a really great price and you can flip it, just like the auctioneers you were talking about, I guess, on the last episode. But then the market saturates and the price drops or worse, COVID restrictions lift and everyone does a fire sale of their plants that they collected during lockdown that they can't care for if they go back to work and price tanks unexpectedly. In one single night, I literally spent $1,200 on plants. I was getting at least a package a day and hiding them from my husband, all with the plan to propagate them, grow new plants, and sell them to make the money back. I get that. Then we had the talk, the same one I had with your husband. Honestly, it sounds like our husbands reacted similarly. Mine was hurt that I was hiding things from him, frustrated at me for being irresponsible, obviously stressed about supporting the family, all of it. And I felt the same shame, guilt, and embarrassment that you felt. I was immediately put on a plant ban and signed up for therapy. It was like a plant detox. No buying plants for three months, only trades, and only if I keep the cost of shipping the traded plants under $50 a month. Those are great. Lucky for all of us, TikTok has taken over my hyperfixated ADHD brain and detoxing my resilience on the plants. I'm starting to make progress with my therapist along with adjusting meds, yes, that are allowing me to address the trauma of my mom's suicide attempt, as well as addressing the underlying reason I was leaning so heavily on it. Instead of buying plants, I'm learning to admit to my husband when I'm feeling lonely or when I need more support rather than trying to be a people pleaser and keep everyone happy. I totally understand. That being said, I still definitely do not have a credit card. (laughs) I think you hit it on the head saying that there's hope tied to it that leads you quietly down the rabbit hole. After binge watching too many episodes of Storage Wars back in the days before I had our son, I tried buying a storage unit on auction, knowing logically I wouldn't find a fortune, but secretly hoping I would. All I got was a lot of work, exasperated husband, and a store back from, oh, and a sore back from moving a 1980s-style big-screen TV that didn't work. He is a patient man. Yes, he is. (laughs) Praise be our partners. It's like when you pick a new lipstick tied to it. There's this little voice that tells you, this is it. This is the lipstick that transforms my life and me. This is the start of the new perfect life that I will have as long as I'm wearing this lipstick. But then you put it on and it's a little too pink or tastes weird or only goes with like a single outfit. (laughs) She writes, you are not alone and you are not broken. Some of the best advice a therapist ever gave me was during a treatment program when I was 16, Dr. Craig said, everyone has stuff. I'm a therapist and even I have stuff. Putting your stuff out there like you did in episode 143 is so important. We as millennials grew up spouting our poorly written, overly dramatic poetry on LiveJournal and MySpace, and it programmed us to be more open about things, I think. And with that, we're allowing ourselves to be imperfect together, and that is beautiful. So she writes, my advice, first, ask why you're having the impulse and identify the source. Then definitely be an open book and accountable if you have a partner. Next, cut yourself off, detox from whatever fixation or habit the scam is. (laughs) Next, do not trust any international plant seller who says they can ship you Hoyas in the middle of the summer without any dying because they're scamming you. This is amazing advice, Casey. 
She wrote, on a personal note, our kids are about the same age, and I definitely relate to the desire during the pandemic to add a little source of joy for them. Right now, when they're hitting that age that they would have started having classes with other kids or going to activities, we locked them inside. And while we tried to keep them happy and developing at a relatively acceptable rate, we had to manage our own mental health and job issues. It's a lot. If you ever want to talk, please feel free to reach out. I'm sending you a message on Instagram to make sure you get this. (laughs) She said, above all, remember that whatever they can do, we can do it bleeding. (laughs) Balls do not equal strength. Tap a pair of balls and a full-grown man goes down. Okay. (laughs) When we have our ovaries actively committing mutiny on a monthly basis, we still do the damn thing. We are fucking warrior goddesses, women who created new humans. You are Athena, you are Gaia, you are fucking Caitlin, and that is powerful. Thank you. Love you from Las Vegas. Casey, what an amazing email. That is so sweet, so loving, and so open. And Casey, you covered everything that we've just basically been dealing with right now. It's the seed seller scams. It is things during COVID. Now, in case, because My cold reading off of an email is, you know, not the most perfect. But what she was saying earlier that was so interesting to me is that what we were talking about when I got the paintings, when I was on that like crazy auction in our episode, when I talked about my credit card debt, I was like, oh, I can flip it and then resell it and somebody will pay more for the paintings. She was saying for these plants, they can propagate them, they can put them in little collections, and then she can sell it again. Now, the second that COVID was over, in in a sense, it's, you we all know it's lingering around obnoxiously. But the second that things were lifted, everybody else had that same idea. And that's sort of the crazy, it really reminds me of with the MLMs when everybody says, get started now, sell these leggings or jeans or whatever, and then you'll make a profit out of it. But after a while, the base of the pyramid gets so large that no matter what you're putting into it, you're never going to make up as much as you gave. And they just keep sort of dangling that carrot in front of you that, oh, you will make money eventually and you can make it this way. I will tell you too, Casey, there is so much. She mentioned that now she's like on TikTok, which is lovely, but there are so many TikTok children, (laughs) very, very young kids who are telling you about business marketing opportunities and new fun ideas. And everybody's talking about how much money they've made. And there is basically no overhead or no support they have to do in their personal lives because a lot of them are living at home with their parents. So they'll tell you about these companies that they invested in or these click and print downloadables on eBay that if you design, then you can make millions of dollars off of it. All of this is them being able to put their childhood savings into some sort of business, spend all day on it and not have any of the restrictions that a adult who would be supporting other members in their family would have. So I think the number one thing is that everybody wants to find the hitch, the secret, the missing little piece that makes you basically a millionaire overnight. And because everybody wants to have that, everybody also wants to be the one to give you that information. It gives them the most views. It gives them the most attention. It gives them the most clicks on whatever site they're sourcing it from. So that human need that we have at this moment to like just be able to take care of ourselves and be financially stable and keeping up with the Joneses has now snowballed into this bizarrely competitive online environment. Like not only are, if you can do this plan, you can make all this money, but I'm going to be the first one to write about it and to tell you about it so I can get 5 million likes and downloads. And then maybe the plan will work for you. It's insane, guys. So I, Casey, that's incredible. Also, 
I want to know so much about your life with your husband. That's so neat. Being a creative director for the Vegas Golden Knights. I love it. And um, I wish you all the best. And thank you for being so honest. And yeah, being a mom, being a caregiver of anything, it's not, you could, you could be a plant mama, you could be a dog mom, but we have all sort of ways that we are dealing with the anxiety and trauma post-COVID. And a friend of mine said, like, we haven't even dealt with the first three months of COVID. Like, those three months were so incredibly emotional and tragic for all of us that most of us haven't even processed that. Just the shock, the shutdown, all of our lives changing. We're all going back and sort of like the government's like, okay, you can all work now, but nobody has taken any time, even socially, even like that we're spending more time on TikTok talking about like the fastest way to start your drop shipping business and not has anyone finished crying about the, all the chaos that happened in 2020. So thank you so much, Casey. I'm so happy I got to read your email on this very special episode. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. Or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. So guys, now we are switching directions because I personally, this is something that I've been struggling with. And um, I was always nervous to share things that I was personally dealing with or struggling with or having issues with because I figured like, this is a fun podcast. Nobody wants to feel bummed out or anything. But the more and more I share it, the more and more I feel that it actually, I'm getting the 
that it is helping people, that that you guys are connecting with me. I'm getting so many great messages and emails and it means the world to me. And um, yeah, and if it's not for you, <laughs> just don't review me, okay? Just stop writing shitty reviews. <laughs> We're not friends anyway. We're never going to be friends. I don't like you. If I could write a review, I'd write a shitty one about you, okay? <laughs> All right. So what we're talking about today, I've been having an incredible amount of anxiety with Ukraine. And as a mother, as a woman, as a human being, I know that I'm not alone. And um, also as a Jewish person, it was very crazy. Like growing up, we studied a lot about the Holocaust. The Holocaust was a huge part of our lives. My uncle's family was destroyed from it. And he was a child of Holocaust survivors. And it had always been incredibly apparent in his life. It had always been just like an incredibly apparent in everything he did with his life. It it did have huge effects on him, on his family. And he really like was changed and wasn't like average people because of this experience his parents had. So also growing up in Montgomery County, Maryland, like it was a huge topic in like the late 90s. I don't know why. I mean, I know why, but it was a very Jewish area. And it was, you know how topics get. Like right now it's the environment. But then it was all about the Holocaust. So I remember thinking as a kid, like, how would I get out? How could I survive? Um, how would I hide? What would I do? And it's just incredibly I don't even have to explain how incredibly traumatic the whole thing is because I know we all have our own traumas and experiences. So that's not what this is for. Today, I'm sharing about my, I was pretty nervous because you hear a lot about these scams and cons and charities that you give money to that also turn out to be fake. And so I don't want my cynicism and my history with scams and knowledge of scams to stop me from helping people. So what I've been doing is I've been reaching out personally with women and girls who are in Ukraine right now who do have cell service. A couple of them have traveled out. I know one is in Italy, one's in Belgium, and one is in Poland. Another two families I know that are still in Ukraine. And we've been messaging on Instagram and I've been working with them and talking with them to find out how I can help them best. And in the beginning, it was incredibly chaotic. And so I was just offering Literally, my support. If you want to do the same, if you're feeling like, how do I talk to these people? You can just go on your Instagram, search location services, search Ukraine, and you see someone just sharing their kitchen or how they're living in a bomb shelter. And you can DM them and just say, I am thinking of you. You aren't alone. I'm I feel for you. And it means a lot to them. It means a lot, a lot to these people because I think what's happening right now is they're cut off from everything. They are, of course, very close to Russia. So they're hearing Russia's side and how Russia is in their own denial and how those people are being treated. And they feel very detached from the outside world, even though I'm like reading every single second up to date every single night. I lay down in bed and I read every detail I can about what's happening in Ukraine. And every morning I wake up and the first thing I look at is Ukraine. And it is becoming, I would say, obsessive. But at the same time, I feel guilty to not be obsessive because I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, being obsessive over it isn't helping anyone until I do the next right action. So that's what I'm trying to do right now. I have incredible guilt and incredible um, just pain for all these people that are suffering. And I I feel that it must be a very complicated issue. I'm sure somebody listening is like, well, you don't know how hard it is in NATO and this and that. I'm sure. Um, but it is just a very horrible moment right now in history. So based on that, I have found out how I can help these people. 
Now, one woman I'm talking with, she's so lovely. She had a flower, like, garden center that sent and shipped flowers overseas. They made amazing ranunculus. They made tulips. They made uh, hydrangeas. And they had these huge, warm, basically looked like a glass, an enormous glass house in these fields in Ukraine. And they grew and propagated and had the most beautiful flowers. If you look at her Instagram, they're so beautiful. They're basically wedding flowers. They look, they're just the most gorgeous flowers there. Flowers that you would feel so lucky if you came across them in a flower shop. Like, oh my gosh, these got in, these were sent and they're just exquisite. And so her and her family was involved in this, like her uncles and parents and everybody was involved in her company. And then she worked with sellers in New Jersey and she worked with other flower houses. There's an incredible community of flower growers and sellers for like cut flowers and bouquets. So her, a couple of her sheds, which were enormous, they were like warehouses, glass warehouses, that she just got a bunch of them are new and they're all lined up together so that she can go through and water them and take care of them. They were hit very early on by Russian bombs because they were thought to have been war stations or places to keep ammo, but they were just housing flowers. So her entire farm was destroyed. She was able to escape. She has members in her family that are still there and trying to get back and forth and people that worked for her that were affected and sadly, you know, worse. So what she has on her Instagram, which I will link below, is an amazing opportunity that if you know of anybody who is working in a center like this or in a floral community department store, she is finding ways to help employ people and refugees to get to other countries to work with their flowers. So if you, she is an amazing grower, they're wonderful They've been doing this for years. She not only is trying to find those people placement in places to live to be safe, she's also trying to set them up with other farms so that they can get back to doing what they love in this chaos. I think it's incredible. I'm sending her money. I am sending my friend Olga money, who is right now collecting money, collecting funds. And what she's doing with that is organizing. She goes to a train station in Poland and she's working with other hotels and Airbnbs and the parents and families that come in and the young children. She sets up a family. She has a home for them ready. She has a hotel for them ready. Then with the funds that she's been raising, she goes and buys them groceries, diapers. She'll ask the parent what they need. She'll set the parent up. So For example, I've seen this with a bunch of families. She'll have like a mother with three kids. She set them up in a beautiful hotel room. They're there. They have the few belongings that they have. And the mother can say, Olga, I really need diapers. So Olga will run out, um, do a quick run. She gets baby food, diapers, whatever it needs, brings it to that family. And this is usually the first food that they've had in a very long time, or it's the first warm bed, the first shower. A lot of these people haven't showered in, in incredible amount of time. And um, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. She's doing an incredible work. I will link her also below because she is such a hero to me. So I'm going to be donating money to her because I want, I love what her mission is right now. She's just, she's helping basically that chaos and that confusion of when you land somewhere and you don't know what to do. And Olga is saying, I'm here. I speak Russian. I think she speaks some Ukrainian and she is staying on the border of Poland to help house everyone. She actually was a student in, she was living in Chicago, and then she came home for a surgery. She shares all of this on her Instagram. She came home for a surgery in Ukraine, 
and stayed a little bit longer when things were getting murky. And she said, like, I didn't really want to leave my mom. And then when everything happened, she escaped with her mom through a series of incredible events and incredible luck. And I'm very happy. So she has a page I'm donating to. And then there is another woman who I'm speaking with right now who is in Ukraine right now. And she's trying to work out ways. Yesterday, her husband just went back to their town to get their car and cat. And he is going to be driving trying to get out and driving her and her four-year-old son out and away. And I, she was expressing that she really doesn't want to leave Ukraine. I think there's a lot of guilt there must be and a lot of pain to try and get out of it. But also you, you need to. It's, it's an incredible place. So I'm going to be sending her some stuff. So with that being said, if you were nervous, if you wanted to donate, I'm going to put, I downloaded a cash app and I'm going to put that all transparently with for ScamWow. It's under my name. And I'm going to collect any donations if you want to send me donations, if you want to Venmo me, if you want to PayPal, whatever you'd like. And I'm going to put them all in this cash app and then from there send donations to them. So I will be happily be a scam-free vessel for you guys to feel that if you want to help people in Ukraine, you can. Now, the other thing I had is that I had a lot of clothing and stuff and children's toys. And the wonderful woman who works, who's the florist and who is a gardener, she has a warehouse that is actually, so it's Ukraine's number one shipment and mail service and is shipping out of a warehouse in New Jersey. And so what I'm going to do today is I call the warehouse. I'm going to clarify how they would like their things packaged. And I will be packaging them like food, clothing, toys, and making it very clear. I'm going to write it on Sharpie in um, English, in Ukrainian, and in Russian. Because in Ukraine, a lot of people speak Russian. That's their first language. And then when it gets shipped to Ukraine, it's very easy for those volunteers to parcel it out. Now, you might be saying, like, Caitlin, who knows? Once it gets there, it could be destroyed. It could be blown up. Like, why why are you sending physical things? Well, at the same time, yeah, but it's just sitting in my closet. You know, it's just sitting here. It's doing nothing. If it can bring a woman, a mother, some joy to receive a fresh sweater then that's what I'm doing, guys. That That's what we have to do right now. Oh, and I'll just add this because we are talking about scams. The warehouse that I'm sending this all to, it's a warehouse in New Jersey. And it is part of Nova Poshta Global Service. And so they're delivering humanitarian aid to New- to Ukraine. And one of the addresses, it's 27 Mary Lane, New Jersey, East Hanover. So their volunteers are packaging, like I said, and sending it over. There's an address in Poland. There's an address in UK, Germany, France, Italy. All It is one of the largest shipping companies in Ukraine. And so it's very, you know, trusted and supported. But I will say, so Alan and I were double checking the address because we want to make sure we got it right. And there was a scam at one point in this New Jersey shipping company for, I think it people in Ukraine sending packages here that then in some way you could, it was, you know what, when you do the Amazon thing and people have done this and told me that you call and Amazon delivers it to the incorrect address and then you call them and say, or you email them or chat, whatever, and say to Amazon, like, you know, I'd never got my package. So they send it to you. And then the actual thing ends up coming back as well. So you get two of an item accidentally. And people have humbly told me that they've kept both because we're all scammers. Um, So in this case, I think there were like a couple of cases where people were doing that with Ukraine, like giving a scammy address so that they could keep something or declare insurance. I don't know. 
But whatever that was, if you Google it, that has happened before. I guess they use this warehouse as a place, but that is not what's happening right now. And so uh, Alan and I, hes I used his journalistic investigative powers to confirm everything with me. And though they had had sort of like murky things happening in the past on Ukraine side, nothing with the U.S., in between Ukrainian companies, um, right now it is a complete crisis, so none of that actually exists right now, and no one even has time to scam. So at this point, everybody deserves our help. So it is a safe place. I will put all of the information there, and I'll actually, from this website, I will just copy and paste it so you just see the address on my notes page. You don't have to click anything. You can just copy it right there, or you can screenshot it. And so I think it's just sort of like a funny story that, you know, scams touch everything, but in this, in the moment of crisis, what we're doing is... <laughs> We're getting involved. And I I love it. I haven't had the chance yet to house anyone in my own home because you know I'm like everyone can come over. We can all of Ukraine can live with me. Like I want to bring all everybody around and cuddle. Um, but until I can do that, I will send them sweaters that they can cuddle and have. And I have shoes and some of it's brand new. Some of the stuff I wore once, some of it I've never worn. And whatever it is, it even if it sits in a storage unit and gets to Ukraine in a couple months, these people are starting from the beginning. So I will give it all and give it away. And so I will also be, if you want to put money, you can just send me, you can send me a note and you can write on it. I want this to go to, just say you want it to go to flowers, you want it to go to people in Ukraine, or you want it to go to all of Ukraine, or you want it to go to shipping and sending things. You can just let me know and I will figure out and make a nice cool spread Excel sheet. So nothing is shady <laughs> because, you know, I'm obsessed with that. Okay. And I have some important things. So as we're talking about donations, I've been talking with these great girls and Olga sh shared on her Instagram that a scam to watch out for right now, a lot of these women in Ukraine, families in Ukraine are not trusting the International Committee of the Red Cross because this is what's happening. Now, I, there has been issues with the Red Cross in the past. They are very financially stable. Like they're doing, they do a lot of great things, I'm sure. I know it. It's historically, they've been great. They are a very, very rich company right now. So if you're thinking of sending money or sending stuff, I have Ukrainian friends who are saying they're not comfortable with you supporting Red Cross at this time. Because according to various news sources, it's confirmed that the Red Cross is considering opening up an office in Russia near the Ukraine border in a bid to scale up humanitarian efforts in the embattled area. This is from CBS News in Manitoba, Canada. It reads, The International Committee of the Red Cross confirmed it's considering opening up an office in Russia near the Ukrainian border in a bid to scale up humanitarian efforts in the embattled area, a move that shocked concerned amongst some Ukrainians. Now, what they're trying to say is that the organization is trying to be neutral Ukraine. So they're saying we could set up an area in Ukraine. We could set up an area in Russia. The issue is that right now Ukrainians feel that that isn't the best use of Red Cross funding. And these are the reasons. Okay, with more than 82.5 million raised in Canada to support the charity's work in Ukraine, some have concerns about the optics and implications of the move. Ukraine's government on Sunday said it strongly objects to the prospect of the Red Cross setting up an office in Russia. Ukrainians living in Manitoba also voiced their objectives to the move. We are appalled, frankly, 
said a board member of the Ukrainian Canadian Congress in Manitoba. And he writes, this is Myros, I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher this. Myroslav Pidharji says, would they be negotiating with Hitler? Would they be establishing a center in Germany when people were actually being brought to their deaths? A similar thing is going on in Ukraine now. So as of right now, no money has been spent in Russia and the overwhelming bulk of money will con- be continued to be spent inside the Ukraine. So the three quarters of the funds raised by the Canadians are going directly to Ukraine, while the remainder is being spent in neighboring countries helping refugees like Poland, Hungary, Romania, and Moldova. But the Red Cross has also said we need to be perceived on the ground by the warring parties as neutral. We need to have a minimum consensus that we can operate across these front lines. And that is why it will help us and will continue to help us, hopefully to reach even more people than today. But Paul Larson, an expert in the supply chains for humanitarian aid and a professor at the University of Manitoba, applauded the Red Cross for trying to stick to its principles of neutrality and independence. But he said doing so in this case is a very tricky matter and said that the optics of working in Russia could be perceived as the Red Cross endorsing the lies that the Kremlin is espousing for its invasion. I can say personally, if it seemed like even an appearance of them endorsing that lie, they probably got my last donation from some time to come. Larson also says that there's a big possibility that supplies and resources sent to Russia for Ukraine would be stolen by the Russian army. He says there are numerous examples of aid going into war-torn countries to help civilians, but that essentially has been stolen by the military powers for or the guys with guns. Given the recent history of what Russia is doing, I have no doubt that if they had the chance, they would exploit the situation. So that's really important, I think, to know right now, because as we're trying to figure out where we're putting our money, where we're putting our funds, the Red Cross saying that they do want to open an area in Russia, however you feel right now, the Ukrainians on this side feel that it's a very tricky matter because I think they're seeing firsthand things not go as according to plan as they had hoped. So again, I'm going to probably give money to UNICEF as well, and I'm going to set up a cash app and I'll put it all in my notes and you can send it to me. I think it's just dollar sign Caitlin Brodnick. And I will start a tally and start a list and give everyone updates and let you guys know where the money is going and who it's helping. Because I think that right now there's a lot of doubt and worry, but I don't think that that should stop us because it the chaos and the trauma is still happening at this time. So the wishy-washiness and the nervousness that I have felt about where is my money going, I am trying to quickly solve that because I know that there's people in need who need it right now. So guys, that is our special care-loving episode. Thank you so much to our listeners. Thank you so much, Casey. Thank you so much to all of you guys. Thank you to all of my friends. And I'm sending you big, huge hugs. This is a very hard time. And I love all of you. And I'm really, really proud to be a part of this incredibly caring community and to have so many of you as my friends online and listening and supporting. So I love you so much. Have an amazing week and know that you're not alone. Bye. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. 
My gran says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready, for a great evil is coming, and death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a story glass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts. The thing that I fought tooth and nail to bring my son into is Dungeons and Dragons. That is the ultimate solution to parenthood. I'm Alexis Ohanian. In my podcast, Business Dad, I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. I talked to Rain Wilson. I wanted to learn more about Rain's advice to play D&D with your kids. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.